was listening to the boy try that again i was listening to the blind boy podcast yesterday and he was talking about creativity and he was talking about flow states and when he mentioned flow states i was like oh fucking daddy tell me more about flow flow states like that's my fucking hobby horse one of them but then simultaneously he went oh fuck when was this released because if this was out the day mine was out or the day before mine was out then i'm gonna look like a prick i'm gonna look like oh, i'm just fucking talking about whatever blind boy's talking about and i started looking at the date he uploaded his and the day date i uploaded mine and i was like oh happy fucking days i think mine was uploaded the day before his and i kind of got flooded with relief i was like ah oh, fucking happy days i'm not a dickhead and then i went hang on a fucking second how absolutely fucking moronic is that? Like, how much of a fucking retard am I that I would give a shit or that I would think in those terms? And again, this all ties back into this idea of having an internal or an external Loki of evaluation. Like, am I happy with the content that I'm creating and the content that I'm putting out there? Or is it dependent on the praise and admiration I get from other people? Or otherwise? Like, do people have to like it in order for me to be happy with or can I not just be happy with the content of my own material and I am I'm very happy with but it just it was one of those times when I kind of caught myself because I would pride myself on having probably you see it's always a bit of both I find but I have 90% an internal Loki of evaluation and a 10% external Loki of evaluation because the externality end of things is very important and I'll give you a good example of that when my eight-year-old son Fionn seven nearly eight he has um i don't know what it is he's a bit of a head cold or whatever but his nose is full of snots for this past couple of days and we'll be eating breakfast or dinner or whatever it is and he'll start going where's my mic he'll start making this fucking noise oh my god get a fucking tissue lad jesus christ and i'm doing that for a number of reasons first and foremost I want him to stop immediately because it's just fucking gross. And I'm sure most people can relate to that. You know, someone beside you is kind of sniffling or snorting. You're like, dude, go into the bathroom and blow your fucking nose. like." But when I'm telling Fionn to stop being so disgusting and go blow his nose, I'm doing it for a number of reasons. One, because I don't want to be around it. It's just, it's, it's revolting, it's disgusting and whatever else. But... I'm also doing it, so explicitly I'm telling him to go to the bathroom and blow his nose because I, I don't want to listen to it. But implicitly and unconsciously or subconsciously, I'm playing the role of parent. I'm playing the role of father. And what I'm doing is I'm ensuring that he doesn't continue to do that throughout the rest of his life. Because if he does, society generally will distance itself from him. And I know that might be a bit fucking convoluted, but there's something to that. We, we discipline our children, first and foremost, you might think, so that they're acceptable, so that they turn into acceptable humans around us. But the net result of that is that they turn around to be acceptable humans in broader society. Because we all want our kids to be successful. We, want, well, we all want them to grow up to, you know, find partners, to fall in love, to, to, to do the whole human experience. But to do the whole human experience while generally being accepted 
by society at large. Like, I don't know how happy most people would be if their child was perfectly happy in every way, shape and form for their entire lives, but, you know, the whole world united together in hating them. I don't know how happy I'd be with that. I don't think I'd be happy about that at all. I'd nearly sooner my kid was slightly less happy in themselves and the broader society at large found them to be you know, perfectly acceptable. It's a weird one. But in keeping with that idea of being kind of socially accepted in society, it's bringing up something that I haven't been able to really shake out of my head. I've been bumped into a guy there about a fortnight ago and this has just been ever-present in my head and I didn't want to talk about it because it was one of those things that, you know, I wanted to sit down and, and give it the give it the time it was due and all the rest of it, but look, life and all that jazz, so that's that's not going to happen. So I'm just going to touch on it. This guy I was chatting to about a fortnight ago mentioned in passing to me, and there was a couple of people, so he didn't say this to me in secrecy, mentioned in passing that there was a fortune to be made in, I can't remember the specific name of the company, Gasprop or something like that. It was, a, it was essentially a, a Russian petrochemical company. And the way the story was told to me was, Frano, oh, th- th- there's a fortune to be made here. What are you talking about, man? Well, the share price was €36 euro a share and now it's £0.60 cent a share. Like, there's a, there's a mountain of money to be made here. And I was like, that, wait, that's a Russian company, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Russia. Like, Russia being the same country that invaded Ukraine there, but, you know, at the time it was, you know, within the last 24 hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so you plan to profit from this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's war profiteering. Okay, was the reply. I was like, but hang on a second. Russia has invaded Ukraine. Russia has, you know, troops on the ground in uh, a sovereign state's cities. And if it hasn't already, that's its objective. And it's shelling civilian populations. They hadn't yet bombed a maternity hospital. But, you know, that's what ended up happening. It's a fucking war. These types of atrocities go hand in hand. You don't have war without atrocities. It's, they're essentially the same thing. War and atrocities are essentially synonyms. But he had, didn't seem to have any issue with this. So I made it a little bit more explicit. And I said, you're going to profit off the backs of displaced and starving Ukrainian children. You're going to profit off the bombing of residential areas. You're going to profit of war. A a war that's not a contentious issue. Russia has invaded Ukraine completely unprovoked. The entire world stands united in opposition of Russia because it's such a black and white issue. I'm sorry, there's um, there's a few notable exceptions. Libya, Belarus, North Korea and there might be one or two other, you know, bastions of fucking civil liberties and human decency. But that's the kind of company that you're, you're, you're keeping. And he said, Frano, it's just business. Three words. It's just business. 
And I explicitly said it to him. I said, that's just a euphemism for fuck me, fuck everybody else. I'll do as I please. And I don't care if my profits are drenched in the blood of dead Ukrainian children. It's just business. And as far as I'm concerned, people with that type of an attitude deserve to have everything that they've ever worked for or striven for or saved taken away from them and they should be forcefully deported out of our country to somewhere like the couple of places I mentioned there a minute ago who gladly take them in because they're one of the same fucking kind but unfortunately these days it's there's a there's a prevalence in our society that makes that type of an opinion socially acceptable and I've seen another example of this this is going back a couple of years ago blew me away I was watching television for a change fucking gas some tv program <clears throat> and I, I i watched this program for the same reason people go to the zoo i was watching it just to see the wildness of it and it was i think it was called something as near as makes no difference as ireland's richest 30 people or whatever it was and there was one it was a a, a couple or two brothers I think there were plasterers from Donegal. That's how they started off. And at the time, I think I was actually working as a plasterer. This is probably, I said a couple of years ago, plus two for COVID. God knows how many years ago it was. But I have an affinity for plasterers because I've laboured for them and I know exactly I know exactly what their day is like. So to hear two brothers who are plasterers by trade from Donegal have made it to the Irish you know, top 30 rich list, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, fucking, this sounds like a fucking great story like this is the hero's journey if ever there was one and the documentary well quote-unquote documentary it's tv3 after all the program went on to say that these two guys started out as plasters got into a bit of building got into a bit of property development and as far as i was concerned this is all good this is a fairy tale story but then they went on to praise these two guys for having bought up a load of property in ireland during the recession and then sold it off a couple of years later for a, and made a fucking fortune and made so much money and liked the idea of it so much that what they do now is they go around to all the different countries who are in economic turmoil or in the midst of recession or bankruptcy or whatever it is they hoover up whatever they can hoover up and then sell it to the highest bidder whenever the price rises to whatever degree they need it to so these same guys are probably you know out property fucking building or building their property portfolio in Ukraine right now because why not sure Jesus fucking you buy a housing estate in Ukraine now for fuck all and you could sell it off in fucking 20 years for you know a thousand times the money you made off it and these two guys this was what they did they hoovered up all these desperate people's properties basically with the view of capitalizing it in the future and they were being promoted on this program as being heroes. And to me, these guys were fucking villains. Now, they weren't war profiteers. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, that guy that I mentioned recently who was promoting the idea of profiting from the invasion of Ukraine, as far as I'm concerned, people with that attitude are up there with rapists and child molesters. There's absolutely no excuse for that. It's completely, totally and utterly morally and ethically vacant. There's no, absolutely no comeback from that. Everything that you buy and every 
penny that you earn from that is, as I said, drenched in the blood of dead Ukrainian children. But that guy aside and the two plasterers aside, there's something pervasive in our society that not only allows these types of people to continue to do what they do and to thrive, but it puts them up on a pedestal. It, 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 it turns them into iconoclasts of sorts. We idolise them. We use words to describe them as ruthless. Oh yeah, he's a ruthless businessman. But there's a weird... There's a, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not said as a pejorative. Like, ruthless isn't a pejorative per se. It, it, depends, it depends on the, on the context. You wouldn't call a, a child molester ruthless, although they are ruthless. You, you jump straight to something like despicable. But when it comes to immoral business actions, so long as there's a few pound in it, Frano, you can be called ruthless. But as far as I'm concerned, you're ruthless, like Pinochet was ruthless, Chairman Mao, Gaddafi, Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin. They were ruthless. But there, there's, no, there's no element of admiration when I call those evil bastards ruthless. People like that, and warmongers are like them, and war profiteers are like them, as far as I'm concerned, are insects. They're subhuman. Because it goes against any remotely decent human being's base instinct, human nature to profit from atrocities such as the invasion of Ukraine. And bad enough that these people exist, because, look, there's a certain amount of evil in the world and you can't legislate against it. You can't build your society with the idea of having no evil in it, because evil is pervasive. It's in each and every single last one of us, whether you like it or not. It's just, it's part of the human condition. But what we can do is we can recognise evil, and we can do what we can to limit it, as opposed to as opposed to shining a spotlight on it and putting it up on a pedestal. You see it in rap culture as well. You know, lads toting pistols and firing caps in people's asses and ha- having gold chains hanging out of them and all the rest of it. Now, for the most part, that's for teenagers. So you're you're kind of appealing to that "fuck the world, I'll do what I like" element which is, you know, again, somewhat part of human nature. It's capitalising on, on something that's within us all. And you have it with, with, that's with teenage boys, teenage and younger boys, and you have it with teenage girls as well. You know, fucking twerking and flashing their tits at the fucking camera and all the rest of it. And we glorify these people for some God-unknown reason. We wouldn't glorify it if it was our own 12-year-old in a pair of hot pants and a fucking boob tube or whatever the fuck they're not wearing these days. And it made me wonder, like, what's changed? Like, on the island of Ireland, we've, we've lost all religion. And I would make a distinction between losing religion and losing morality and, lo- and losing ethics. I would make a massive distinction between losing those things and not obeying the Catholic Church. Because as far as I'm concerned, the Catholic Church, all the Catholic Church was in Ireland was essentially a dictatorship. And it hasn't fucking gone anywhere. 
but at least when the Catholic Church had a death grip on human society in on the island, at least then there was somebody saying what was right and what was wrong. And it was somebody telling us, you know, what was acceptable and what wasn't acceptable. And although I don't think that we should return to anything like that, something needs to fill the vacuum that's been left. What that is now, I'm not entirely sure. But there's something, there's, there's a moral and ethical standard that we seem to be lacking these days. And I don't know what it is per se, but it, it manifests itself blatantly when somebody can just casually drop into conversation that they're going to profit from the invasion of Ukraine. Or the invasion of anywhere else or any other deplorable, despicable act of pure evil. Like when you think about it, what, what hope do our kids have in the future? Of being morally or ethically decent. When we idolise. Immoral and corrupt behaviour. Endlessly. Endlessly. Endlessly and in a million different ways. By, by drinking Coca-Cola. And Heineken. And eating in McDonald's. And financially supporting. Corporations. Known to be as morally vacant as a war profiteer. And I think at least the answer in part to a lot of this is to promote, instead of giving out about all the bad that you see in the world and just, you know, carrying on regardless, that you promote what's good in this world and you actively support independent artists. You shop locally. You put a preference for what is made on the island of Ireland as opposed to thing that's been made with child labour in fucking Taiwan or God knows where. And on that somewhat sanctimonious note, I'll chat to you tomorrow.